This is the 453rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons B reporter from the AJC, and I'm here in Indianapolis, site of the NFL Scouting Combine. Today we talk with Falcons General Manager Terry Fontenot and Head Football Coach Raheem Morris. You can go online to see the videos and uh, so forth of what they talked about at the podium. Of course, the quarterback was a big issue of the day. And also there was a player move as they released tight end Johnu Smith. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, we're here in Indianapolis, spent the day over at the convention center, and then, um, you know, went into the media room where Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot and football coach Raheem Morris addressed the local media off to the side first and then went to the, the podium and addressed the national media here gathered for the NFL scouting combine. Here is what general manager Terry Fontenot had to say on how scouting the meetings went and what position groups will still need to be addressed. They went, they were outstanding. The, the, the meetings went really well. You know, uh, Cal Smith runs those meetings. And the, the fun thing about those meetings are that's, it's just based off of film, right? So it's just, we basically had the football games played, the season played, and then you had the all-star games. And so it's just based off film. And obviously we go through the makeup, makeups of the player as well, but we haven't gotten anyone else involved. We, we, we haven't gone through the combine and the pro days and the, it's just about football. And we stacked the whole board based off of football. And, and it was, again, the meetings were excellent. And uh, it, it showed that this is a, a really, really strong draft. My man, that jacket is out. Let me see that, man. This dude is a stud. Look at that jacket, man. That's impressive. What's your name? Giovanni. Giovanni. I, of course your name's Giovanni. Look at you, dude. You're a stud, man. Yeah, it's and, and led. I, I wouldn't look at any position and say that we won't add to that position. Again, we, we feel really good about our offensive line and where we are there. But you always want to build strengths 
you want to add to strengths. And the way we go through this process, whether we're talking about free agency, whether we're talking about the draft, we want to add good football players that fit the makeup. Because look, when we're sitting here last year at this time, you may not have thought that we we're going to go after a safety in free agency. But when you have a player, it's unique to have a player like Jesse Bates available that fits the makeup profile. He's a multiplier in terms of the makeup and the character, and he's a good football player. So let's add those players, regardless of the position they're at. So, so I would say that we need to improve this entire roster, and we're not going to close any doors at any position. Well, all right. Thank you, Terry Fontenot, for addressing those key points here. A lot of people, uh, the point of that question is people like, hey, they just need a quarterback. I'm like, no, they don't just need a quarterback. They need a lot more than that, and I think he addressed that well. Here is Fontenot on a team's QB situation, whether moving up in the draft is a possibility, and the 2024 quarterback class. Here is Terry Fontenot, Falcons general manager. Yeah, we're still working through it, and like we've said, that we're going to keep all options open. Right, free agency, trade, draft. Um, we're working through all those things simultaneous, and um, we have a lot of really smart people in the building from Raheem, um, Zach, TJ Yates, Ken Zampezi, DJ. We have a lot of really, really good people, and um, we're spending a lot of time with them and working through that. So, but we're right in the middle of that process right now. And uh, the reports this week that you all were going to aggressively seek to trade up, uh, how do we? Uh, categorize that and you know smokescreen or draft talk or you know how do we uh, deal with that like I said we're keeping all the options open we could trade up we could trade back we could stay at eight and so when those reports come out and, and I actually don't I don't see all the reports when they come out so you, you never um, know where they're coming from or but um, you've been doing this a long time d and you know that uh, a lot of those things aren't accurate and they're uh, created narratives but Look, we're wide open. Um, we can move up. We can move back. We could stay right at eight. And just one more follow-up: um, How is this? Uh, what's your assessment of this quarterback class as a whole? You know, we know about the top, but uh, in the middle. But what about this quarterback group that'll be throwing here in a couple of days at the combine? Most of them will be throwing. Who, who, who? So you know who's throwing, who's not throwing? You already got yeah, that information. Yeah, we got, yeah, we Look, got it's really. List. It's it's a really good group, mm -hmm. and and it is. It's it's a strong draft overall. The quarterback position is strong, and you have some different types too, um, and guys that do it different ways. But it's a really good group, so it's it's very very exciting. We're going to be talking to those guys actually over the next couple of days. All right. After he addressed things with the local media, Terry Fontenot moved to the main podium, and one of his first questions was from one of the Pittsburgh writers, wanting to know what they should expect from Arthur Smith as he takes over as offensive coordinator in the Steel City. Here's what Terry Fontenot had to say about Pittsburgh and getting Coach Arthur Smith as their new offensive coordinator. Yeah, lo love Arthur Smith. And um, we had a – he spent – we spent three years together and we were like brothers and we had a really collaborative relationship. Uh, love author, love his family and, and we're rooting for him going to Pittsburgh and um, and, and look, uh, authors, you can, if you spend any time with him, you can tell right away he's a, he's a smart guy and all he's worried about is making that, that football team better. And so I've get, gotten to talk to Coach Tomlin over the last uh, few weeks too now being with Raheem and the relationship he has with Mike Tomlin, but um, I know they're going to have a really good relationship and they're going to do everything they can do to make that team. 
All right, I looked it up, had a joked around with Coach Morris today. He's like, where have you been? You, I get named the coach and you're out. I was like, hey, well, you they made 11 days before they let you interview. So we had, I was at the Super Bowl. So I was like, I was ready for two or three days. I wasn't ready for 11. So we, we joked about that, but uh, caught up because we had a good relationship when he was here before. And then even when he was in Tampa, I was still covering the uh Falcons there and uh you know so um coach Raheem was uh good to see him today and so it's been a little bit over a month he was named the coach on January the 25th took him 11 days to introduce him he's got his staff in tow and uh uh February 27th that's you know right at a month here so um and I understand he's putting his uh, assistant coaches to work on evaluating the roster and so forth and uh, we just saw some of the results of that them deciding to part ways with John o. Smith but here is Terry Fontenot on what he's learned about Raheem Morris in just over a month of him being on the job oh it's it's really exciting uh every single day every single moment whether it's a meeting in the morning text at night whatever it is he, he's a Everybody talks about collaboration, but you, it's really collaborative. And he's put together an excellent staff. And I would say we have some real smart coaches that are very collaborative. And the communication has been outstanding. And so it's, it's been very exciting. Um, it's been great working with Raheem and that whole staff. Well, the calls have changed. Uh, and Raheem says that he tries to have him a cup of coffee before he talks to Terry so he's not all hyped up and everything. Seems like the coffee would get you hyped up. I don't know. Coffee does different things for different people. But, uh, you know, they they are definitely in the first month of their relationship planning to move forward here together. Of course, you know, we heard our buzzword today, collaboration, collaborative uh, a lot. But here is uh, Coach Raheem Morris on working with his new staff and assessing the Falcons roster. D-Lad, I think it's really been fun, right? Is when you get there and you get there and you want to talk about profile tapes, you want to talk about going about the evaluation of free agents, you want to talk about getting our systems in place, you want to talk about looking at the team that's currently in place to find out what the people that are on our roster can do and how we can accentuate those talents. I think that's been fun for us because that's what coaches love to do, D-Lad, right? So getting in there and getting all the assignments, I don't think you look at it as assignments, you look at it as fun, authentic work that's all involved in winning. And that's what we've been able to do over the last couple of you know weeks or really what has been a month now so it has been absolutely a grind when it comes to that and if you can find ways to get that and get your family sales situated because we got a couple people coming out of town i think that's the best way to go about our process so he coming here you know like i said uh when i did this years ago in 2002 um you had this nervous energy to feel like you were rushed to get everything done and now it's more of a competitive urgency for us to take our time sit down and get the thing right in order to go about our process. And timeline-wise, with the new year starting on the 13th, um, those projects have kind of got to start wrapping up, right? With you know, the assessment of the, of the roster. You know, we've, we've been wrapping those things up on a weekly basis, okay. right? Assessment of the roster, mm -hmm. 
whether you're talking about what we're looking for from a talent acquisition standpoint, we've been wrapping up those things as far as what we're talking about from the free agency to get all our opinions across the board in order for the decision makers to make decisions. And now you're moving into the, obviously, the college part of this and how that's going to play into it. And that also plays into what you're going to do moving forward when it comes to whether the draft, uh, being a number eight pick right now, moving up, moving back. I mean, all of these things got to be talked about in a real timely fashion. It's going to increase right now as we go. So everything's on the table. And, and, and we'll go out there and we'll find out what's best for us. Yeah, that's what the assistant coaches have been doing. Uh, we knew they're going to have to move away from some of the tight ends. Johnny Smith's cut gives them $6.5 million. He came off, he's coming off a career year, 50 uh, receptions, 582 yards. Those were all career highs for Johnu. But uh, full expect him to surface in the AFC North, either in Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. So they, uh, he uh, will be, you know, he's a functional player and certainly Arthur Smith knows how to use him. So Pittsburgh would certainly be a candidate for him. But, yeah, the assessment of the staff is, uh, you know, kind of complete. They had to get that moving. Raheem said that they are getting stuff done daily. And uh, that's with because uh, the first thing up is the new business year on March the uh, 13th. The Falcons have to be uh, able to move if the right quarterback becomes available. They have the money. Uh, they can uh, do a lot of different things here at the quarterback position. And that's what they stress today. Even debunking the report that, hey, they are aggressively seeking to trade up. Terry Fontenot said that was not not accurate. But, you know, they like to leave all doors open. We'll see. The truth will come out in the pudding here in the next few weeks, whether they're trading up, whether they're getting Kirk Cousins, whether Justin Fields is coming. Uh, we asked them about uh, Russell Wilson the folks on Facebook wanted to know, hey, ask him about Russell Wilson. I'm like, I can't really ask him about Russell Wilson. He's, that's a tampering charge. So uh, Raheem said, I can't believe you're asking me about people that you know are under contract. But I said, the fans want to know. They want to know about Russell Wilson, and uh, they want to know about Justin Fields. So uh, they don't know about the tampering rules. So we, we asked, and he did back into it and, and, and talk about some of the parameters that they have for that position. And, um, you know, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm Desmond Ritter. I'm under quarterback here. I'm under contract. Uh, all y'all all doing is talking about my job. And so uh, we asked Raheem Morris, uh, actually Zach Klein did from Channel 2, said, well, hey, what, what have the discussions been like with Desmond Ritter? Here's what Raheem had to say. You know, obviously, you can't talk to the guys as much as you would like to about football. We're not in that process. But when we get there, you know, obviously, this is a professional business. And the guys that are in this business know it's professional and you have to win. And we didn't do enough winning or I wouldn't be standing here be able to talk to you guys right now. So you got to put Des in position and find a way to get him to be the best version of himself. So I can't wait to get him in the building when that's legal, when he comes back in, to get around our guys, to be a part of our football, to put him a part of this process. But like I said, all gates are open and what we're going to do and how we move about our business. And obviously, we know we're in the process of finding a quarterback and the guy going to lead us to winning yeah because i mean you know you drafted him in the third round he's got you know you got him under contract for two three years he has played he's probably a backup and uh whoever you get you know has got to beat him out uh, i don't think you're just gonna give Jane daniels a job well maybe you will if you get Jane daniels what about drake may just underwhelmed with the jj mccarthy discussion 
And I, my back of the draft guy is Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I was telling folks that um, one of my buddies at the, we went to see the Hawks and the Raptors last Friday. I don't know why we have, obviously didn't have anything better to do. Uh, but uh, I always like going down there. I have a good time at the arena. But um, I was saying, yeah, Rattler in that game against Georgia two years ago when they had, you know, uh, nine first-round picks on that defense, I mean, Rattler just stayed in the pocket all day. He must have got hit like 30 times. He was still trying to get the ball out and fighting. And, you know, he wasn't completing anything, but I just thought he stood tall in the pocket on a bad day when there wasn't anything the Gamecocks could do to stop Georgia from getting after him. And then uh, last year he threw it a, a pretty good. So uh, I, I'm going to I'm gonna try to track him down here at the Combine and, I know the Falcons are going to start interviewing with some of the quarterbacks here to tomorrow. There's some informal interviews tonight. So we'll hit the streets here later tonight to see what, what they're saying out there about the interviews and the Falcons. But right now we're going to take a break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluesteak, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, live from Indianapolis, home of the Scouting Combine. Action's going to uh, get hot and heavy here over the next few days. You know, today was chit and chat day with the coaches and general managers. The players will start coming in later this week. We got that scheduled for you here later. But before we move on, I'd like to make this announcement. We're excited to announce a great deal for Greater Atlanta. For a limited time, subscribe and you'll get digital access to the AJC for just $1.99 per week for life. Make it a big subscriber push here. As long as you can keep your subscription, you can have access to the substance and the soul of the South, including breaking news and in-depth investigations, foods, sports, business, and more from AJC.com every day for the rest of your life. Subscribe now by going to AJC slash start. That's AJC.com slash start to take advantage of the South's biggest deal. This is for new subscribers only. Wow, $1.99 for life. You can't beat that. That is an outstanding offer. And uh, we're going to get on down the road here with some more combine notes for you. We're going to direct you to AJC.com for it was a busy notebook day for us. Of course, John New Smith uh, was released. Got a note on Kyle Pitts. They, he wasn't on the injury report, but they're saying his down play last year was attributed to the injuries. So the uh, coming back from the knee injury. So he, so hey, but they say he's healthy now. Got a new coach, new coordinator. They expect things to be better for Kyle Pitts, and they'll probably pick up his fifth year option. It's only ten point eight 
eight million. So that that'll probably happen this summer. Also, uh, AJ Terrell's contract extension should be happening. Also, Grady Jarrett. We got kind of an update from um, Terry Fontenot on Grady Jarrett's recovery from knee surgery, but they believe he's ahead of schedule. Uh, when I talked to Grady at the community event in December, he was shooting for training camp. So that is what's happening. And then also on AJC.com, Terry Fino talked about the business plan and how, you know, he blocks out all the noise and the narratives, but he believes in his direct conversations with general managers and coaches. And so he's having those here at the Combine to get a good handle on, you know, what they're going to do in free agency. So I'm sure he's talking with Minnesota. It was like, hey, what's the deal with Kirk Cousins? And I'm sure he's talking with Ryan Poles over in Chicago. Hey, what do y'all need for, you know, if, we, if, you know, Justin Fields comes on the market, you know, he can't talk on the record to us. He's got to do these direct conversations. And then, um, you know, See, the problem with moving up is, you know, I told y'all this, like, as soon as the draft came out. Chicago's not trading. Washington's got two. They need a quarterback. And New England's not trading. So trading up to four doesn't do you anything. So, you know, they're at eight. I mean, you know, Chicago's not trading up. They're keeping Caleb. Washington needs a quarterback. They're going to take Jaden Daniels or Drake May. And then uh, New England, that's the wild card. Maybe you can go up to New England, but they need a quarterback too. So if they don't like Drake, if it's it's going to depend on, okay, do they like Drake May or Jaden Daniels? Because one of the two will be there. And then after that, there'll be a run on tackles. The Falcons' top guy will be the Alabama edge rusher. And then their next option would be to trade back into the first round and get J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, uh, Anthony Penix in, in that scenario. But we're hearing here early at the Combine that, hey, they were talking to us today. Hey, look, Penix is going to drop. They're going to do the medicals. He's going to be available in the third round. Penix, uh, Bruce Arians a big advocate of Penix because he can throw the deep ball, and that's all, uh, that's all Arians wanted to do, risk it, no biscuit. Uh, we're also hearing that there's not going to be, you know, they don't believe that the Falcons are interested in Baker Mayfield. So the Bucks are in a bind. They're like, okay, we got to pay him, but what do we got to pay him? And so, you know, they think they're going to be able to keep Baker Mayfield and the Falcons are not interested. So those are some of the uh, issues here uh, at the Combine and the business plan that Terry's talking about is, hey, you got to be light on your feet because, you know, he'll put stock into these direct conversations, but sometimes things materialize faster than later. And and we've seen in the past where, um, you know, sometimes uh, the draft day deal is done a month out, which hurt the Falcons when um, they traded Matt Schaub when they should have probably kept him because Mike Vick's dogfighting stuff was going down. Uh, and, and you've seen, um, you know, the deals get done just right after this, the Trey Lance deal where the 49ers move up. But, yeah, so we'll get out on the streets tonight and see some of our GM friends and personnel guys and see what they are finding out here early in the week about some of these uh, 
you know, top of the draft moves? Or is are these teams going to move? You know, can you go up and get anybody? And if you don't, how stuck are you? <laughs> you know, you, you, um, and that's kind of where we have the business plan right now. Now, Raheem called it the trigger man. That's our story from today is, hey, you know, Falcons, we got to get a trigger man. And he was excited because he believes that, you know, they got money if they have to do it that way. I think he referred to it as plan A, plan B, plan C, and plan D, and that they were all options uh, at various stages and so forth. So I don't see all these options uh, that they do. But, hey, that's why they're in the building every day and all times working on it. So we'll see how the trigger man works out. All right, before we get out of here, let's just go over the interview schedule. The workout schedule is different. We had that at AJC.com and when the players are going to be working out on NFL, uh, NFL.com. But interview-wise, we'll have the defensive linemen and linemen on Wednesday. Uh, D-backs and tight ends on uh, that. Pre- so that, they'll work out on Thursday. And then the D-backs and tight ends will interview on Thursday and then work out on Friday. Not expecting Brock Bowers to work out. Nobody is. Uh, he's going to save it for March 13th in Athens. Uh, then you'll have the running backs, quarterbacks, and wide receivers on Friday in the media room, so that means they'll work out on Saturday, and then you'll have the offensive linemen, place kickers, and special teams interviewing on uh, Saturday, and then they'll be working out on Sunday. Then everything will wrap up on Monday uh, with some of the um, medicals and, and so forth. So we'll have our winners and losers from the field uh, on Monday. And uh, just uh, if you didn't see it in Sunday, there are 35 players from the greater Atlanta area that will be at the Combine. And for you all keeping score at home, we just go over our guys from Georgia again. Uh, Coach Font- uh, excuse me, General Manager Terry Fontenot talked about the Georgia players and how many are here and so forth. And, he, and we did talk about uh, Kamani Vodell, the running back out of Troy. He likes him. That doesn't mean that they're going to draft another running back. But he does like him. Jawan Edwards, Georgia. Colquitt County. Kendall Milton, Georgia. He's a bigger back. And then Kamani Vodal. His sister is at Georgia. She's a most uh, most worthy lady at Delta Sigma Theta. So she is here helping her brother. Uh, Javon Baker, Central Florida. McEachern, uh, wide receivers. Lad McConkey, Georgia, North Murray. Bub Means, Pittsburgh, Lovejoy High, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Scent, Georgia, Jamari Thrash, Louisville, and Troop County, Malik Washington. He's done a great job after starting at Northwestern and had a great year at Virginia to improve his pro stock. He's from Parkview High, Parkview Panthers. Then tight ends, Jaheim Bell, Florida State. Valdosta started his career at South Carolina. Brock Bowers, tight end, Georgia. Offensive lineman, Tylen Grable, Central Florida and Wilkinson County. Uh, Trenton Jones, Michigan and Grayson High. Dylan McMahon, uh, NC State, Savannah Christian. Amarius Mims, Georgia and Bleakley County. 
Hunter Norzad, Penn State, the Walker School, Cedric Van Pran Granger, Georgia, Justin Igbongui, Alabama, Forest Park, Zion Luge, Georgia, Michael Barrett, Michigan and Lowndes, J.D. Bertram, Notre Dame and Blessed Trinity High, Aaron Casey, Indiana, and Alexander High in Douglasville, Steel Chambers, Ohio State, Blessed Trinity, Kalen DeLoach, Florida State, Islands High, Khalid Duke, Kansas State, Riverside Military, Tyrone Hopper, Missouri, and Roswell High, John Trey Hunter, Georgia State, Trevin Wallace, Kentucky, and Wayne County. One of the intriguing D-backs to me is Cole Bishop, the Utah safety from Stars Mill, Georgia safety Javon Bullard uh, from Baldwin High, and Marcellus Dow from South Carolina and Georgia Military College, Kamari Lasseter from Georgia, Jalen Simpson, Auburn High, and Frederica Academy, Tyke Smith, Georgia, and Nate Wiggins, Clemson High and Westlake. Uh, we'll have Mike Griffith arriving tomorrow from Dog Nation. He'll help us with the Georgia guys. And then Kaylee Manziel will be here to help with some videos. They'll be doing some videos. We'll do some cross-Dog Nation ACC, uh, AJC.com uh, video action. Uh, they'll write some Georgia Bulldog notes for us. And uh, we'll have everything covered for you here at the Combine. Hey, just a closing note. Um, I was going to do defensive line and linebacker tomorrow, but I, I had a good talk with Coach Dan Quinn today. So we're going to write that tomorrow. And one point um, that I thought was very, very interesting that, that he brought up, he said that, you know, Adam, Adam Peterson, that's their new GM in Washington. You know, the physical stuff's not going to change the measurables and how fast they can go and how much they could lift and all that. You know, you're going to have to fit that. But what Coach Quinn likes to do and build in his interpersonal relationships, he's like, hey, these kids have been through some different stuff. This NIL, uh, this whole transfer portal thing, you know, how they've handled that. And then he said, hey, some kids, you know, hey, they might have they might have had to leave someplace and, and, and go get on at another place. You know, Jaden Daniels, uh, Arizona State and then LSU. And, you know, what was behind that? What worked for them at LSU that didn't work for them at Arizona State? So he was real fired. You know, Coach Dan stays fired up. Uh, and so, you know, that that's, that's why I always liked them. Even when they were losing, he was still hyped. But um, uh, so he was really excited about meeting the players. They got 18 uh, minutes. I think it's a little shorter now. Uh, got 45 kids, and that's where you really get to know your draft class. You know, they'll know if they can play football. They've seen them on film and all that, uh, and they know how much they weigh and how fast they are and all that. So now you got to see, hey, what kind of person is this um, that I'm bringing in the building? Can we win with this type of individual? So um, that's interesting. That's a, you know, that's a new twist on the combine is, hey, these kids that are coming up now have been through some different, different stuff. Some, you got the end of the COVID kids. You got the transfer portal kids. You got the NIL kids with uh, Lamborghinis. My guy Clarence Hill told me that some uh, quarterback at uh, Ole Miss has got a private jet 
uh, NIL. I'm like, what do you need a private jet for? And they was like, well, I think he lives in California. I'm like, are you going during the season? But we just figured that, you know, if we were college kids and we had a private jet NIL deal, we'd be in Cabo on the weekends. <laughs> so we're going to end with that and try to go find us a um, private jet deal. For the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, this is D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Combine here in Indianapolis. Take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.